Welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. And here's the queen herself, registered dietitian Heather Klug. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. Hello, Heather. Hello, Bethany. So with me today is Bethany DeBrew Adams, our health communications coordinator. And we are going to talk about whole grains part two. Woohoo! Yes. So in whole grains part one, we talked a lot about the health benefits of whole grains, mm-hmm. right? How good they are for our hearts and the rest of our body. And we also talked about eating different kinds of whole grains, yes. getting variety in there. Yes. And in whole grains, part two we are going to be talking about how much of them to eat okay mm-hmm. so how much you can eat depending on your current state of health for the most part and then we're going to go over some shopping tips so you know so you can make sure you're getting what is a whole grain exactly. right exactly because it can be a little confusing or a little tricky at the store sometimes mm-hmm. And then the last thing we'll talk about are some easy ways to fit in whole grains. I love that. Easy. That's good. (laughs) So let's pick up kind of where we left off before. So like you said, we know whole grains are good for our hearts and for our whole body. So Mm -hmm. does that mean I should just go crazy and just fill my plate with tons of whole grains? And like right now, I should go to my kitchen and get (laughs) like a bowl of oatmeal and then have it for dinner and lunch and breakfast and... well. Definitely don't eat oatmeal three times a day. You're going to get <laughs> sick of it after the first day. Probably. Now, I really wish I could say yes to, okay, you can even eat as much as you want, even if they were different kinds of grains, yeah. right? But whole grains are a calorie-dense food. So anybody who's look, ever looked at the calories on there. Oh, yeah. That's for an enlightening. The por- for the portion size, you kind of know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. But unless you want to gain weight, the amount you can eat depends on, well, I should say it mostly depends on on your overall calorie needs and also your physical activity level. Mm -hmm. Certainly there are some medical conditions in there too. I'll get into that a little bit where some people have to be maybe even a little bit more careful. But the higher your resting metabolic rate and the more physical activity or exercise, whatever you want to call it, the more of that you do, the more whole grains you could potentially eat. So that makes a lot of sense. Obviously, it's a little bit of a bummer because I think people sometimes go, I just want to (laughs) shovel it all in as fast as I possibly can. Um, So how much can we eat? Just us average folks. So I said it is, you know, kind of based on your overall calorie needs. So I can't go through every single calorie level. So I'll give them for like two main ones. Okay. Okay. So we'll do 1,500 calories and 2,000 calories. 1,500 is appropriate for most women generally kind of around there. And men, it's a little closer to 2,000 calories a day. So at 1,500 calories a day, this translates to four to five one-ounce servings. Okay. And at the 2,000 calorie level, it's a little bit higher, about six to seven one-ounce servings. Okay. Okay. Now, a one-ounce serving is roughly 80 to 100 calories. So that's one way you can sort of figure it out if you're looking at a food label. Volume-wise, for most grains, it's half a cup cooked. Oh, wow. That's not a lot. <laughs> well, half <laughs> is picturing Well, this remember, in my head. if you've got, like, again, that four to five or six to seven to kind of play with, okay. that doesn't yeah. 
doesn't yeah. mean you're just sitting down and eating only a half a cup maybe of something because <laughs> that'd be weird so when I tell people that they're like so I can only eat a half a cup of pasta like yeah. why bother then exactly right? it's like no if you budget it you can eat more than that but you also can't eat a huge plateful of it either right like our idea of what a plate of pasta looks like versus what a yeah. serving is are very oh, different oh very different well let me tell you if you go out to a restaurant on average they're gonna serve you seven cups of cooked oh, pasta no wonder so that's that's 14 <laughs> grain oh. servings basically or yeah. if you go and get a bagel from like one of those bagel places mm-hmm. those are like three and a half to four ounce bagels <laughs> that's three and a half to four grain servings it really. hurts when you talk like this you know i it know just, it's I such know. a bummer i'm sorry so <laughs> speaking of bagels what about like bread or cereal or crackers those things that, you know, like on the box, it says I can have eight crackers. Yeah. But let's face it, how many of us besides <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, do that kind of a thing? Right, right. When we get into cereal, bread, and crackers, it's a little trickier because they're all a little bit different right. with like their density. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, or For the size, sure. you know, those kind of things. So stuff like light and airy cereals, you might get like three quarters of a cup, maybe even up to a cup before okay. it equals a serving. And then there's dense cereals like mm-hmm. grape nuts and granola oh grape nuts are like they're crazy calorie dense so one fourth cup is an ounce so think about that if you put a cup of it in your bowl which is easy to do that's four servings that's four ounces i love grape nuts i'm one of like the three people on the planet besides your husband you me and my husband yeah who (laughs) likes grape nuts I can't fathom eating an entire cup of grape nuts because, oh, it's so heavy. Well, let me tell you, when I was first married to my husband, let me all share this story with you guys. Just because just, just I, I think it's funny. Um, sorry, honey, if you're listening. But so after my husband and I got married, and I walk in the kitchen one morning and he's pulling grape nuts into, I don't know, a normal size cereal bowl. Not small, small, but normal size, uh-huh. right? And I'm watching him pour it and he's just continuing to pour it in the cereal bowl. I'm like, honey, oh, oh how, much, how much grape nuts are in there? He's like, I don't know. So I go, can we measure it? He goes, sure. I go, I'm just really curious how much is in there, like how much that bowl holds. So I measured it, and it was two cups (gasps) of grape nuts. And he hadn't put the milk on there yet or anything. Oh, my gosh. So he already had 800 calories (sighs) worth just from the grape nuts. And I'm going, oh... That's way too much. I don't know how you're not in the bathroom all day, but that's a whole different story. Setting aside the whole, you know, factor of how much you're eating, I hope you didn't have to drive very far (laughs) after that because that hits pretty quick. Yeah, I don't remember those days. It was a long time ago now. But um, yeah, so anyway, with those kind of cereals, grape nuts or granola, either one, they're healthy for you. They're whole grain, but really watch the portion size with those, right? Because the calories you know, sneak up really quickly. Sure. Crackers are similar to cereal. You may get four or 13, depending (laughs) on how thin and airy they are. So for both cereal and crackers, what I would recommend people do is they look at the nutrition facts label, Mm -hmm. find the serving size, and then look at the calories. Okay. If the calories, you know, are 150 for 12 crackers, I mean, really, then six crackers is a serving roughly, right? Or if you eat all 12, you're getting two (laughs) servings, two grain servings. Wow. Most breads are 
are getting higher in calories per slice. I don't know if you've noticed that if you shop for bread. No? Okay. She's looking <laughs> down and away from her I mic. I can't say I really pay much okay. attention. So sometimes a slice is 130 to 150 calories. Ouch. <laughs> so really each slice is really like one and a half, maybe close to even two grain servings So almost. a sandwich can almost be like your whole daily... Well, sandwich would be... If you have two oh, slices Oh, if you have two bread. slices, yeah. And they're each like one and a half, two servings. You're mm-hmm. right. You could be getting three to four servings right there just with the bread. Yeah. yeah. So make sure you're double checking that too. And then the same goes for hamburger buns, hot dog buns. Kind of peek at the calories on there too. Almost guaranteed they're two servings at least. Sometimes they're three. Some of those buns are huge. Yeah. And they're like 230 calories. That's really three grain Ooh. servings right there. Okay. So basically what you're saying is I'm going to have to do math when it comes to this stuff. Yes. Not tricky math, Bethany. (laughs) But once you learn what a serving is, you can just remember that for next time if that's something you like to buy and eat pretty often. And eventually, you know, that knowledge just becomes, you know, and the habit becomes automatic. You'll Mm -hmm. know what to eat. A helpful trick is to use certain bowls or containers for certain foods that you eat regularly so you don't have to think as much about going overboard. That's good, yeah. Another trick I use so I don't go overboard on the grains group, because this is one of my favorite food groups actually and it's the one I really have to watch very closely so I divvy up the grain servings per meal I aim for about five grain servings per day Mm -hmm. so I usually eat two you know one ounce servings at breakfast and I do one or two at lunch and then whatever I did for lunch I do the opposite for dinner so I keep that in check and then I rarely eat them for snacks because that would put me overboard okay one of my little tips that I try to do is if like I have a bun because you were just talking about the great big like hamburger bun yeah if I have a hamburger especially at a restaurant just eating half the bun just yeah leave that top half you know or so you just take the top right just off. take the top yeah. off because all it, it's amazing that fills you up a lot more too so it's yeah. almost like you're not quite as full when you're done either, yeah which I, is good too. I do that too sometimes if it's a really big sandwich yeah sometimes I can't even get my mouth over <laughs> both, yeah. both buns you know and yeah then, so I might take the whole top off or I cut the sandwich in half and then I might just eat half of it even. Right. Yeah, you're right. Sometimes it helps to kind of do those little tricks. So just looking at some of the foods that I like to eat, especially like for me, pasta is Mm. a big one. Okay. I can see where things just started to add up really quickly and it's easy to go overboard before, like you don't even notice you did it. Oh, you just, that is so true. I mean, I've looked at a lot of food records from people and I find that this is probably the one food group where people go the most overboard. Yeah. It's so easy to do. I can see how it happens, but they're often eating twice as much as what is recommended. And it's because it's easy to do. There's so many foods in this food group when you think of all the starchy stuff in here, even mm-hmm. beyond bread, cereal, rice, noodles, crackers, like pretzels go in here. You actually oh, yeah. would put potato chips in here if you eat pancakes, waffles, you know, all that fun kind of stuff kind of goes into here. Yeah. And they're foods we're accustomed to eating 
eating larger portions of two, like a big plate of pasta. That's what I grew up eating, right? You yeah. get off the big plate and you put a big thing of noodles on there yep. and then the sauce. And then starchy foods are also a source of comfort. Oh, yeah. For a lot of people, right? They're a total comfort You food. know, or they're things that we eat when we watch TV or a movie. Sure. Yeah, they're the like stuff popcorn, that are, yeah. Crackers, they're the stuff cereal. that we just can grab off a shelf right. and it's ready to go. They're and so it convenient. Just, yes. You know, which makes it easy, I think, to go overboard. Yeah. And, you know, they come in a box or a package. There's no bowl to clean. If you're like me and you don't have a dishwasher <laughs> and you can just eat something right out of the package, that means one less thing I have to wash. I mean, that is a troubling thing with these foods is that people eat them straight out of the package. And yes, it saves you time with the dishes, but now you have no idea how many of them you've eaten. Unless until, you, the, until the box is empty. Oh, and yeah. then it's Unless you started with it from, you know, it's just <laughs> opened and you finished the whole thing, then you know. But otherwise, when you're eating it straight out of there, you have no clue. So if you do like to eat those things, at the very least, take a serving out, put it in a smaller container, mm-hmm. and then try to stick to just eating that amount and put the rest away. It's always good to put the box away before you start <laughs> snacking on whatever you've portioned out, yes, too. Yes, Because I play that game where, oh, it's a broken cracker. That gives me, like, I get an extra one. Well, the broken ones that. don't count. Exactly. <laughs> so are there some people that really should eat smaller amounts of grain? Because I know we talked about, you know, this kind of myth that grains are bad. But I'm sure there's people out there that there's an exception where they shouldn't be having these amounts that everybody else is eating. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, we're all different biochemically on the inside. So I don't believe in a one-size-fits-all approach, right, for everybody. Again, some people may be sensitive to certain carbs and grains, or they may be allergic to certain grains. For these people, they could substitute starchy vegetables like potatoes, sweet potatoes, or winter squash for the grains, right, for the same amount of servings. Mm-hmm. Or if I have someone that has prediabetes or, you know, certainly type 1 or even type 2 diabetes or is even just insulin resistant, that person isn't metabolizing carbs properly because insulin isn't working like it should. So for a while, that person will really need to limit the amount of carbs they're taking in until that's improved. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So let's talk now about shopping. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> shopping for whole grains. And I know for me, like obviously I have the added expertise of you you know if I have big questions or whatever but what I find in the grocery store and I know that this is something that you know these different companies do to try to be like hey we're so healthy it'll say (laughs) that there's whole grains or whole grains inside or this is a whole made with whole grains made with whole grains Mm -hmm. how do we know what is a whole grain and what is just window dressing? What are some easy tips for our listeners? Okay, so for most of the whole grains that we talked about in part one and even a little bit in part two here, like if you buy them in a bag, like if you just buy brown rice or quinoa or wheat berries. Or frique. Or frique, something (laughs) fun like that. I mean, that is a whole grain, right? right? So that's kind of easy. It gets trickier once these grains are ground into a flour and turned into crackers and bread and Mm -hmm. you know things like that or cereals because you may not know how much whole grain flour is actually being used especially when multiple grains are used too Mm -hmm. that's also kind of confusing one of my first tips is ignore the coloring just because it's darker in color does not mean that it's whole grain. A little okay. sneaky trick a lot of food manufacturers or 
companies do is they just add caramel coloring to it to make it look brown sure or darker so don't go by color also ignore the phrase multi-grain nine grain 12 grain i don't care how many grains they use this just means they used that many number of grains okay they could all be refined grains it could okay. be 12 refined grains for all you know <laughs> 12 refined grains does not equal a whole grain okay okay so be careful with that another phrase to be really really careful with is made with whole grain okay okay that just means they use a little bit of whole grains it often means it's a tiny amount okay so that's not a very reliable indicator you also can't look at the fiber content i see people do that man or they'll ask so how much fiber should i be looking for if i look at it Mm -hmm. and it's not a very reliable indicator because with whole grains it really varies from grain to grain some are really low like brown rice is really low it's like two grams per serving or something okay right whereas other things you might get like eight grams per serving so you can't always obviously if it's zero that's not good at all right but don't expect to see like oh my god it's got to have five or more grams in order for it to be a whole grain that one's new information to me okay i want to say because like i've i've looked at fiber Mm -hmm. content and okay so now i know okay There you go. So here are my other best tips for making sure you're buying whole grains. Since you often can't go by the outside packaging to really tell you, Mm -hmm. okay? Find the ingredient list and look at the very first ingredient. Your first ingredient should have the word whole in it. W-H-O-L-E. I don't care which grain they're using. Just look for that word whole. Okay. Okay. That is your best indicator right there. A couple other things you can do if you do look at the outside of packaging, you do need to see the phrase 100% whole. Those two things need to be together. Okay. 100% whole. If it just says 100% wheat, that doesn't mean anything. That means it's all wheat. That could be 100% refined wheat, right? Yeah. So you need that whole word in there as well. Okay. Okay. And then the third thing you can do, it's not on everything, but you may see these whole grain stamps out there. They're from the Whole Grains Council. They look like little tiny postage stamps on the product. Have you noticed those on there before? No. Bethany, have you looked? Okay. I haven't. I can't say I've looked specifically for them, but I've never noticed anything okay. like that. So they'll list the number of grams and just so you know and it'll explain it on there too but every 16 grams is one whole grain serving okay okay so if you saw something and it said 32 you're actually getting every time you eat a serving of that you're getting two whole grain servings okay or if the reverse is true if you saw eight that's half of a whole grain serving. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's just another way to help you in identifying things that are whole grain or not. Okay. Well, those are pretty easy tips. Yeah. So the last thing we want to talk about today is actually eating whole grains regularly, mm-hmm. which can be tricky, especially if you don't already eat them. We yes. need to talk a little bit about that. So what are some ideas for eating more whole grains on a day-to-day basis? Okay. If you haven't been eating most of your grain servings as whole grains, first up, do not panic. <laughs> don't panic. Not We've had it. enough panic this year, <laughs> This folks. is something you can gradually do over time. And isn't it, wouldn't you say it's something you recommend you <laughs> gradually well, yeah, because okay. we in part one we talked about how there's fiber in there. So if you're not, if your body is 
not used to getting so much fiber and you all of a sudden overload it with a lot of fiber. It's going to be unpleasant for you. And I would highly recommend you do not start by just going to fiber one cereal and eating a large amount of that. You will have a bad experience. (laughs) Okay, but anyway, I mean, I started doing this in my teens when Mm -hmm. I started eating healthier and just have gradually improved on this over the decades. And then keep in mind also too that the taste and texture are maybe going to be a little different definitely then what your taste buds and mouth are kind of used to mm-hmm. right so when you go to eat whole grains like if you eat whole grain pasta it's not going to taste the same as regular pasta it just isn't and some people are fine with that and some people are not and they refuse to eat it so this is my other big tip I would say is you don't have to do whole grain everything I think that's Yay. what a lot of people get in their head right and so when I'm talking with somebody about that and they're saying I just can't eat whole grain pasta I can't I can't I've tried are you this. referring to anybody <laughs> in particular that. no in fact no it's not even you Bethany you know what I'll ask you know if they do eat other kinds of whole grains and mm-hmm. if they're doing pretty good otherwise then hey we're not going to worry about that okay fine eat your regular pasta watch your portion size of that and get in your whole grain servings in other places okay okay all right but my first tip is do the whole grain switch Ooh. okay really what this means is you just start by switching to whole grain versions of starchy foods you already eat so if you're eating white bread switch to whole grain bread if you're eating you know cereal made from refined grains switch to a whole grain cereal right and you can start with one thing and gradually improve in my teens I started with the cereal because I ate that in the morning Mm -hmm. and then I just switched to a whole grain cereal and then I think I switched to you know whole grain bread and then I switched to brown rice so I did it little by little yeah just so I could kind of get used to that okay you know so pick one thing do that for a couple weeks until that becomes a habit and then you can try something new all right if you make cookies at home or quick breads or muffins, cakes, things like that, you can substitute half of the white all-purpose flour that most Mm -hmm. people use. You can actually, again, substitute half of that with like a whole grain flour. Okay. Some people like to take any kind of cooked grain. So if you have some brown rice that you've cooked or bulgur, quinoa, you can add that to different things. So like soups would be a good thing to add it to, especially a homemade soup with like vegetables and beans in it I know some people that put that on top of salads too okay it's not my cup of tea but some people (laughs) like that and then kind of like what we talked about last time around in uh, whole grains part one and that is by trying different grains right experimenting Mm -hmm. and you know if you've never tried quinoa find a recipe for that you know and give that a go and see if you like that right just expand your variety a little bit you'll be surprised oh yeah you know they all have different textures they all have different flavors and Mm -hmm. you never know which one you're gonna be like wow Right. And you never know what your kids are going to like either. For those of you with kids at home, you know, I was a little nervous about having my kids try quinoa. And I'll be honest, I have one daughter that likes it and the other one that doesn't. But the one that likes it asks about it all the time. When are you going to make that quinoa dish I really like? You know, so you just never know. Try different things. You never know what you're going to like. And look for different recipes for stuff too. And I'd highly recommend with a lot of these whole grains that you find a recipe where there's a bunch of different flavors in there as well mm-hmm. like don't just cook quinoa and eat it by itself yeah you will be disappointed it's, it's blah and bland you need to add things to it to jazz it up yeah okay or I haven't tried frika maybe it's fine on its own <laughs> 
but most things you need a little something in there right. just to kind of like I don't know balance it out or yeah you know I don't know the right way to phrase that is yeah I well I it's think more it, palatable with other are flavors. you gonna eat like a plate of spaghetti with absolutely nothing on it are you gonna eat that's true that's a, a good point bowl of rice with absolutely nothing on it maybe if you have a stomach ache but I don't, I'm not <laughs> seeing you most people doing that any other time so right. I would think it's the same way with these other whole grains yeah if you need a good place to start that whole grains council.org is a great website for that certainly people can visit the Aurora Healthcare site too our healthy news has lots of great recipes on there as well so there's some whole grain ones you can try out there too mm-hmm. um, so there's a couple websites off the top of my head yeah people can go to and then I think one other tip that people should know about is if you're going to eat something regularly like if you have brown rice as a side dish a lot of the time or like steel cut oatmeal or whatever Mm -hmm. make a big batch oh yes and then you can heat it up later in the week so you don't have to keep doing it every couple of days absolutely just saves you some time yes so wrapping it all up Uh for today we do need to be careful with portion size of grains Mm -hmm. and whole grains even though they're good for us we need to be aware of how much we're eating we need to look at the ingredient list or a whole grain stamp to make sure that what we think we're buying is whole grain is actually whole grain Mm -hmm. because sometimes things can be misleading and gradually increase our intake of whole grain because (laughs) if you don't it's not going to be fun right you got it bethany yes such a good learner you are oh thank you yes and i hope our listeners learned a lot about whole grains both in part one and part two and i hope you find lots of great ways to get in those recommended three servings of whole grains each day well that's it for today everyone thank you so much for listening in and as we always say be Be the the ruler ruler of of your your own own heart heart. goodbye bye-bye Thank you for joining us on the Queen of Hearts podcast. Our podcast is recorded here at the Karen Yance Women's Cardiac Awareness Center inside Aurora St. Luke's Medical Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. For more heart-healthy tips, info, recipes, and more, visit our website at www.karenyancecenter.org, like us on Facebook at Karen Yance Center, and follow us on Pinterest. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our show and be sure to tell your friends. Until next time, ladies, be ruler of your own heart.